0: Sick. Medical disclaimer. The advice that I'm sharing is based on my experience as a licensed massage therapist and an active participant in alternative healing practices. The advice is for educational and informational purposes only. While it may be useful to some, be smart about it. Talk to a healthcare provider before trying out some of these practices. I just want you to know that you do have options when it comes to healing. Welcome to Who You Callin Holistic. Um, I am here with guest Pam Lawrence. Welcome, Pam. Hello. How are you? Thanks for joining the show today. Um, we are both in Columbia, South Carolina. Well, you're you're on like the outskirts of Columbia, South Carolina, I guess. I am now. I'm out in Gaston. Okay, Gaston, <laughs> South Carolina. And I came to you, um, from the recommendation of others, because, you know, I'm always getting referrals for all the healing therapies. Um, and I came to you last year, shortly after I had, um, a fall, I'd had a fall, maybe a month or two prior to coming to see you. And I was still, I was experiencing these headaches and I could not shake them. It didn't matter what I did. And like, in hindsight, I probably had a concussion. But what I do know is when I came to you, I had immediate relief. Um, And you practice craniosacral therapy. So tell us a little bit about craniosacral therapy. What exactly is it? Well, it is part of the
1: massage therapy um, techniques. Craniosacral is a light touch therapy that works primarily with the fascial system, the connective tissue system, um, also the nervous system and the fluid system. So we're looking at what is the soft tissue, connective tissue throughout the body. And that's the focus of it. And it's just work on the head, correct? Well, sometimes work on the head. Sometimes it can be on any part of the body. We really treat the whole body when the name cranial sacral really refers to cranial is the skull, it's the, the head, the bones on the head. And the sacral, of course, is the bone at the end of the spine. So essentially everything between the top of your head and your spine um, is retail that we look at, that <laughs> retail, um, Real estate, that's the word I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, so everything that's connected through connective tissue is what the focus is.
0: And um, what's your typical client? Like what, what's your um, most common uh, diagnosis that comes into you that wants your help with craniosacral therapy?
1: Well, it's probably most well-known for working with headaches, migraines, um, TMJ, anything having to do specifically with the bony structures in the head. But I, I work with everything. So from pregnant mamas, um, who are adjusting to changes in their body to my oldest client was 101 years old. So, so it's, it's something that's appropriate for all ages and really most conditions having to do with anything that might put strain
0: or create tension within the body. And what, are some of the immediate benefits and maybe some long-term benefits from a craniosacral therapy session.
1: Most people have the immediate benefit of deep relaxation. So that's number one. And if we can get the body into a place, and I I know you know this, that is as stress-free as possible, the body has its own natural healing intelligence that can then be activated to do the work that's really needed for that individual. Um, what we're doing during the session is really just paying attention to the places in the body that are holding tension um, or compression or sometimes fluid, which we refer to as edema. So the cranial sacral therapist has hands on the body, it's a very light touch, as you know. Um, and the intention is not to do manipulation of tissue so much as to invite the body to show us what it needs to restore balance within it. Most important is just getting out of the way. So, when the body is in a state of relaxation, it naturally wants to return itself into balance. Um, it naturally wants to restore. Um, what we call homeostasis in the body, but to find places that will bring the body into a condition that will help it to heal itself. I do that by hands on the body. And what I'm feeling for is what we call the cerebrospinal rhythm or pulse within the nervous system. Practitioners are trained to feel for that pulse, which moves throughout the whole of the body and can be accessed by touching anywhere in the body once you learn how to feel for it. And that pulse tells us whether the rhythm is out of sync or in balance within the body. And it will usually direct us to where in the body the tension is being held or contained. And then we are simply offering through an invitation by listening deeply into the body to see how it wants to reorient itself. Most of the time we call that work unwinding because you feel it on the table. It's as if your body has a natural impulse to move or change its position or stretch or, or even curl up in some cases. And so our job is to allow the body to do what it needs to do and to support it through that process.
0: So um, the unwinding that you're mentioning, um, Mm -hmm. they also discuss that with myofascial release too. Yes. Yeah. It is a common term with that. Do you think, because unwinding, like if you haven't experienced it before, it can look look like you're having a seizure sometimes or it can (laughs) look like you've lost control of your body, right? Do clients, does that scare clients as, it ha- as it's happening or are they unnerved by it at all? Um, usually they try to contain it. You know, they don't
1: understand why their body is wanting to move in a certain direction. So I do the best I can when I feel it coming on because I, I feel that impulse in the tissue that begins the movement. And I will tell them, your body's going to feel like it needs to move or stretch. And that's what we want it to do. So to try not to resist it, to allow it. And I'm there to catch them. Nobody's fallen off the table yet. So (laughs) and then once once they allow that, they begin to see the results of how it actually helps the body to feel better.
0: It's interesting that, you know, like in the modern day world, in real life, <clears throat> one of the biggest challenges in, in allowing acceptance and receiving is to surrender. And that's yes. really what you're, you know, you're <laughs> encouraging them to do when they're having a session with you. Um, but at least you're there to talk them through it <laughs> versus <laughs> real life when people are like, you need to surrender. And it's like, okay, well, who's, who's going to hold my hand, who's gonna hold my hand, um, so you said your oldest client is 101? Well, was that's 101, that's right. <laughs> um, are there age limits on it? Can Can children receive craniosacral babies?
1: Yes, I, I work with children. Sometimes um, mamas will bring in children who've had either the, um, uh, I'm going to say, torticollis, call it a stiff neck. Sometimes they're born and their their muscles are really contracted in their neck. So the ones I work with, the helmets with that. On their head? Yeah, the ones with the helmets. We try to release the helmets and allow the body to reorient itself and find its own way into releasing. I know it's a scary time because most doctors still really encourage wearing the helmets. Um, And I would never say do differently than what your doctor tells you. But I do want to encourage them to allow this availability for children to find within their own bodies how they can reposition themselves and how they can begin to explore what makes them feel better. So we are taught from the time we're really young to sit still, be quiet, you know, be in this, this sort of container of what looks like socially appropriate behavior. But the reality is the body doesn't isn't Um, meant to be socially appropriate all the time it's wild it's meant to to move (laughs) Yeah. yeah. it's meant to stretch and to experience itself and to that's how it experiences its environment so we have to learn how to allow ourselves to have that impulse to help our body feel better
0: (laughs) so one of the things you mentioned was um that craniosacral therapy works with the nervous system. Like you're working right. with the nervous system <clears throat> now without, without trying to flag anything by discussing this topic, the pandemonium, let's, let's call it that. Let's call, <laughs> let's call it the the pandemonium. Let's call it the C word, but not the four letter C word. Let's just call <laughs> it the C word for now. Um, you know, there's still so much information coming up about it and it's not only it's short-term effects, but we really don't know it's long-term effects just yet, but you and I both know, and you might, you might even know somebody personally, if you haven't had clients yet that have come to you, if they've been diagnosed with it, um, but it may cause a loss of taste or smell. right? Right. Um, and I don't know that other people have all the way bridged those connections yet, but that is a nervous system disorder, right? When you lose your taste of, sm- of smell right. and taste. So do you right. think that's a technique like craniosacral could help with recovery after being diagnosed with the C word? <laughs> I have to be careful because there's a lot of conditions with the C word. In right, it. right. Um, but and yes. there is a disclaimer at the <laughs> beginning of this show, just so you know, there is a disclaimer. So But yes. Yeah,
1: anything that affects the nervous system and what we're finding out is that there are some viruses that lay dormant within the nervous system. So we know about those. Um, And there are some that uh, trigger inflammation, not only within the nervous system, but also within the walls of the blood vessels. And that inflammation creates compression within the entire system that affects different senses within the body. So in cranial work, what we do at the, um, at the level of working with the brain, so there's advanced levels where we actually, um, I'm gonna use the word meld, but intend to be present to what is happening in the brain and the nervous system. And when we do that, we feel into the tissue to understand At what level within that system would there be inflammation or tension um, or or, mm, I want to say irritation? So inflammation in terms of swelling, um, fluid balance, not being in balance, or irritation within the tissue itself because it's toxic and it cannot comfortably release the work it's intended to do. All of that can be any condition. Um, So that's part of the work of what we're interested in in helping to invite the body to correct itself. Um, The most fascinating work I've started doing now is with um, a man, a practitioner called Ted Wanier, And he is a genius as far as I'm concerned because he's learned how what's called the glial tissue, I won't get too, too technical here, I promise, but it's the tiny cells that connect everything to everything within the body, everything. So you, you can't, there's no part of us that does not have these tiny little cells, but they are the cells that form all of the intelligence within our body, whether it's heart or lung or skin or nervous system or your brain, Every single part of it contains these cells. And so when we start working at that level of doing this cellular work within the body to invite changes, it's amazing what can happen, even from traumas that may have happened Mm pre-birth
0: to something
1: that's very new or recent as well.
0: So when you say traumas that happened pre-birth, what... Could you give us an example that may affect you long-term that? Yeah, well,
1: any kind of, um, um, what's the word want to say? Anything that may have happened while the the baby was in utero that might have been something that affected the mother, that may have been either from drugs or stress or an accident, anything, anything that would cause a trauma to the mother, it's communicated to the baby. Right, and in some cases, can affect the baby physiologically as well, and that's why we do a lot of work with infants as soon as possible to help to settle that nervous system and also the hormones within the system that are created from stress. So, baby feels mama's stress, right? And baby's brain is uh, built on those characteristics of stress hormones within the baby that then influences the development of the brain. So that's what I'm saying. We Things that can impact very early on that can um, have influence through the whole of brain development, the whole of the nervous system development is something that we try to attend to by working with the body this way.
0: Gotcha, it's also fascinating. Um, And whenever I came in, I remember you, there was something, which by the way, I've had acupuncture again, I've, I haven't tried all the healing modalities, but I've tried numerous healing modalities and, um, with acupuncture and some other Chinese medicine, they work with a lot with the meridians. Do you work Mm -hmm. with meridians in your work? Not specifically in the same
1: way in cranial sacral work, um, although it applies because if anything you put your attention to and intention to in connection in working with the body is something that you can influence, right? So there's a lot of modalities, body work modalities, including reflexology, acupressure, um, acupuncture for sure. All of that system is still integral within the energy system of the body. I'll use that word but it has influence in all of the physiology. So if my intention is seeing that someone is out of balance, that may be at a more subtle level, and I use the work of cranial sacral to invite an open dialogue with that system within the body, it can influence it. But I wouldn't call it that I'm, I'm doing this work. It's just that everything is connected.
0: Right. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, you know, I went in thinking you were just going to not like massage my head, but i I'd, I'd learned enough about craniosacral. I, you know, i would looked into studying it myself at some point. Um, so I knew that there was a lot of work on the uh, skull. But um, at some point you even like hummed to and you said, you oh, were yeah, to, like my <laughs> liver. And I was like, my liver, like, I didn't know I was coming in here for for work with my liver, you know, like, so <laughs> could you explain like how? how are you called to hum for instance to or sing or chant in your work yeah so um cranial sacral work led me
1: to explore the more subtle ways that we can influence change and healing within the body and one of those ways is through sound so humming is a well known way to help activate that subtle energy system within the body, and not so subtle ways. So one of the things I do on the side is I work with women who have had trauma through either abuse or different events in their lives. And when they learn how to use sound in a specific way, you can feel sounds within your body. So just humming, the initial, Uh, sensate experiences around the mouth, but you can also hum and feel into your sinuses and into the breastbone at your heart. So each one of these sounds activates different parts of the body through the bone tissue, through the fluid tissue. Chinese medicine, Qigong medicine, teaches that the organs each have their own particular sound or song. And if you work with those sounds or songs, you can activate that healing intelligence within that organ. Mm. When I'm feeling the body, I become aware of places within the body that are either congested or feel stuck. That's the best way I can explain it. Mm -hmm. And so I can work with the body doing massage. I can work with the body doing cranial sacral work, which is deep listening, or I can invite another level of change by using sound.
0: And on the topic of sound, um, <clears throat> I was explaining to you earlier, like I couldn't wait <laughs> until I had you on here because there is a meme that's circulating, you know, if and it's about sounds in names. Like if, if her name ends in ah, she's going to give you a headache. But... <laughs> You told me something different. Um, so what are your thoughts on the ah sound? That's, that is just so curious to me, whoever came up with that. But and everything is curious to me. Yes, yes. I always like to use the word interesting. Everything's interesting. <laughs> well, what I was taught
1: um, in, in another line of practice is that the name of God has an ah sound God, right? And so it's an interesting thing to discover that a lot of cultures that have different names for God also still have that ah sound within the different words. And we talked a little bit about some of them, like Jehovah, right? Allah, God, uh, Yeshua. Mm -hmm, (laughs) So mm -hmm. all of those names have an ah. And the reason uh, that we find this interesting and sound work is that I ah, is the sound for the heart mm. so it's interesting to us that the sound of the names for god would have the sound of the heart that's contained within it and so that connection of one love or pure love um it's very physical when we use that
0: sound with that understanding mm-hmm. Mm, That feels good, especially because my name is She Ah. Yes, it's like double double love. (laughs) I love that. Yes. (laughs) Um, What made you want to take up craniosacral therapy? Like it's such a different modality. Did you have a personal experience where you were like, I need to help people with this because there's somebody in my life or there was a story that you heard? Like, What made you take up craniosacral of all the modalities?
1: Of all the modalities, it was the one I resisted the most. I'm just going to tell you that, <laughs> and it kept calling to you. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! My my business partner at the time, Arlene Frederick, who's also a nurse, um, had taken some classes and was completely smitten by it, and kept pushing me to go take this class. And I thought, ah, I've had enough classes. I'm not doing one more class. And finally, just to stop it, I took one class. (laughs) And my first response to that was I thought, well, this is no different than energy work. It's what I do, right? Reiki, healing touch, hands on the body, listening to the body. The second class really got me. And that had more to do with working with the mouth and the throat and understanding how much we contain emotionally within this area of the body, and there was no other way that I had ever heard of treating it that way effectively. And when I began to see that working with the mouth and cranial work helped to release trauma, Mm. right from early stages, that was it, I was hooked. My life path became very focused then at that point in helping women with trauma, Mm. because I had something that I knew I could do about it. Mm -hmm. And here it was. And that was in
0: 2002. Wow. Wow. So it's been a while. (laughs) So I talk about, um, you know, chakras a lot with my work or energy centers. So would you say that that healing work at the throat and mouth is good at helping um, unblock the throat chakra and helping people express themselves and communicate effectively? Yes, I think it's very powerful work to do that. And also in combination with
1: using the voice and toning practices or the humming practices, people are surprised once they begin that practice to see how closed their throats actually are or that sensation of tension or resistance and tightness within this whole area. And so in using specific sounds or mantras, um, it helps to open those areas and release the energy blocks within them. Mm. I love it.
0: <laughs> um, so the question that I like to ask all of my guests when they come on the show is, um, well, my healer people, my, my medicine is energy medicine. What is your medicine? I
1: think my medicine is presence. So I, I've done a lot of work. Yeah, I've, I worked in a trauma clinic specifically and offered a lot of modalities, have years of training. And time and again, right when I start to think that, oh, I know how to do something because I've learned this, this and this and this, right? No. <laughs> It has nothing to do with what I've learned. It has everything to do with being a witness to someone, to offering deep listening to them. And I have found this in my work in hospice, in the work in the trauma clinic, in the work with every individual that comes in. It's that human soul to soul connection that is the invitation for healing. Everything else, it's it's a you know, I'm gonna say my, my toolbox or bag of tricks. It's a way to help people find their own vehicle into the healing that's already inside of them. You know, some people, it might be acupuncture. Some people, it might be uh, deep tissue work. You're gonna find the avenue that your body is gonna lead you through to your healing. But underneath all of that, it's just being present. Mm-hmm.
0: So your your path in this healing journey as a healer, should I say, not in this healing journey, but you began as a nurse. Oh, I began as a social worker. As a so- oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Talk about full circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I began as a social worker. I worked in employee relations for the New York Stock Exchange. Um, and it was during the 80s, you see how old I am, during the AIDS epidemic at that time. Mm-hmm. And the saddest thing to me was through all of that, again, it was a time when people were afraid to touch each other, mm-hmm. to be close to each other. Um, and, and that was so sad to me that we had come to that point where we could not even find a way to connect with each other because we just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it's sort of a flashback to come into this time. And I was thinking, we're doing the same thing right now. We're doing the same thing, you know, in very many ways. And it's so very sad. Our skin is the largest organ in the body. It is that way for a purpose so that it can touch and feel and be in relationship with our environment and the people we love around us. So how do we move into that place where it's safe again, where we can extend ourselves to be in connection with each other is really important. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this with us. I'm so glad to have had you on here today. <laughs> Thank you so much for the invitation.
1: I told you I would do anything you say that would be fun and you <laughs> made it fun.
0: <laughs> I try, I try. That's that Leo moon in me. Um, <laughs> if people want to reach out to you or if they're interested in scheduling a, a session, how can they reach you? What's the best way to reach you other than the show notes? Cause I'll always put. Hi. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Well, my website is Chi that's C H I energy balance.com. Um, that's the easiest way it has online scheduling and it explains everything that I could explain about cranial
0: work. Okay. Thanks again to Pam for coming on the show. Uh, what other news do I have to share with you guys? Um, oh, I'm, I now have a free cosmic Reiki meditation. If you go under my Instagram link tree, um, download it. It's like eight minutes, I think. Um, so you know how I'm always ending with, uh, don't forget to meditate and hydrate or remember to meditate and hydrate. However I say it. Um, it's a quick little meditation for those who keep putting it off or you keep, you know, forgetting, which I don't know how you just forget that. Anyway, um, it's a quick meditation that you can do and it's infused with Reiki. So if you haven't had any of my services yet, it's a good little like toe in the water sample of Reiki. So yeah, check that out. I am still offering one-on-one sessions. You can schedule those as well through my link tree. And, um, I will be having some more, updated merchandise on Shiana.com soon so look out for that Uh, also I want to shout out my friend Christian she just recently launched her website lightshadowsmoke.com so she has some some neat little products on there some jewelry some shirts and other spiritual merchandise some crystals and such so check that out Christian actually did um, an Akashic Records reading for me uh, recently I'll have her on the show at some point but the Akashic Records are basically your soul's library. So, like I said, I'll just I'll have her on the show at some point to talk about that. But yeah, um, check her out. She's also Christian the Gem on Instagram. I know she's been popping up doing uh live reads readings, like card pulls and stuff, card readings. So check her out on Christian the Gem on Instagram and lightshadowsmoke.com. So proud of you, friend. Anyway, as far as my news goes, uh, you see, look, I'm 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 back. So we're good. I'm in the flow again. <laughs> so I'll be here again next week. And if you aren't already, follow me on Instagram at Shiana. I'm on fan base. I feel like things are happening with Instagram. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know if there's going to be like a everybody leave Instagram and go to this other site now. But you know, they keep talking about the algorithm stuff. And so I just try to make sure that I'm on all the platforms with my name, other than Snapchat, which I, I'm a smidge bitter about that just a smidge. But you know, it's okay, because we really just use Snapchat for the filters, I think. So um, I'm Shiana everywhere else. I do have videos on YouTube of the original who you call on holistic, if you want to check those out. There's information on dimensional dowsing and acupuncture, and info on intuitive bodywork, which is technically what you would say that Reiki is, I guess, um, it's like Reiki with body work, but like Reiki with a massage. But anyway, check those out, and I I might even start putting some other things on YouTube in the future. I did have my recent Lionsgate um, Reiki event on YouTube that went it went really well for those who made it. Uh, thanks again, and I may have some of those events again in the future. But I currently do have um, classes coming up, Reiki classes. I have one the end of August and that's in person. I also have a virtual class coming up in September and another in-person class coming in September. So if you are interested, reach out to me. You can email me at go to heal at shiana.com or directly on Instagram and I'll send you over the information. And I think I think that's all there is to say. So uh take care. I hope you are masking up and you know doing all the self-care that you can. Try to avoid the news if you can. I feel like, you know, if you need to know the information, it'll make its way to you. But just stay stay away from the news right now because it's it's messy. And if you're anything like me, which I think you are if you're listening to this, you feel that stuff. You don't realize you feel it till like the end of the day, you're exhausted and wondering why you're so exhausted because you lo- you looked at the news that day. So avoid it if you can. And you already know, meditate and hydrate. I will see you guys next time. Take care. Bye.